You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. On the Bay Area Sports Station, 95-7, the game. It is time for Warriors Wrap-Up here on the home of the Warriors, 95-7, the game. And Warriors Wrap-Up is presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Townsend and Matt Steinmetz with you. And really everything that we saw today, I don't think we're going to be shocked at all. We want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. Basically, everybody's talked about it already, whether you've been listening here on 95.7 or a chance to catch uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. A good fight in the first half where the Warriors had a 48-30, I think it was a 48-39 lead, and then... All of a sudden, they fell apart in the second half. And, you know, for me watching this game, and we were talking about it during the game, and I know everybody's going to look at it through the Warriors' glasses. I was actually looking at it through the Pacers' glasses going, this is an embarrassing effort in the first half, how bad they shot, how poorly they played, when they're truly playing for something right now. Yeah, they were they were struggling making shots early. But defensively, they were pretty good most of the night. And... You know, a lot of times you'll have games like this, and the reason I'm laughing is because the Warriors team tonight resembled a lot of their teams before they got good. Let's just put it that way, in the early 2000s. And in those games, there was always a – not always, but there was sometimes a pattern where the Warriors would play well pretty pretty early, maybe for a half, and then the other team who was better would come back and win in the second half. And, and tonight – that's exactly what happened. The Pacers right now are a better team than the Warriors. They're a better team uh, without four All-Stars on Golden State. So it's easy to, to dismiss this game. By the same token, I, I think there are some, some things worth discussing in this game. And, and to me, first and foremost, it's the bench. And whether, the, whether certain members of the bench are going to be able to play in the postseason and I, I don't mean play as in get their minutes. I mean play as in contribute. I mean, Patrick McCaw right now is a non-factor. Nick Young right now is just a non-factor. Damian Jones, non-factor. Jordan Bell has taken a step back after uh, early in the season. The only, the only bench player... Who's, who's improved this year is probably Kevon Looney. Other than Looney, I mean, Iguodala, Livingston, and West I take out of the equation because they're veteran players. But who's, who's gotten better from that group? And you might say, well, Quinn Cook. You know, I'm not, I'm not as sold on Quinn Cook as, as everybody else. I mean, Quinn Cook is somebody who took advantage of some playing time that he was getting against some inferior opponents. But I, I look at a night like tonight, and he's going to go up against a Darren Collison, a Victor Oladipo, even a Corey Joseph. Those, those are NBA players. Uh, those are legitimate pros. And I don't think it's any, any surprise that he struggled on a night like tonight. Now, I don't want to make it into too big of a deal, Townie, because the reality is once, 
once a postseason starts, chances are the starters are going to play more, and so the bench becomes less important. But the way some of the bench players have been playing the last several weeks, I think it is a little bit of a problem. Yeah, guys are getting their shot, and I'm glad you brought up Looney. at had a career-high 11 rebounds tonight, but just all around, hell, we saw him even hit a three. It was one for th- one for one from three-point range. But, yeah, Kevon Looney is showing us, and we looked up his age because you're like, God, he's still so young. He just turned 22 years old. And to think about what he could look like, Three years from now, four or five years, as he really, you know, gets stronger as a man and he starts entering his prime, what type of player he could be in this league. But, yeah, I mean, who is Patrick McCall at this point? What is he? I'm not sure. I really am not. I don't know what his best position is. Uh, I don't know what his best offensive skill is. He's a pretty solid defensive player. He certainly has the ability to be a – an above-average defensive player, but he's not a great shooter. I thought he might have been a slasher, but it looks like he's having trouble finishing at the rim. I don't see him as a drive-and-kick guy. Uh, So if he's not going to score, then he's got to do other things extremely well, and he he hasn't really done that in terms of sticking out. The the thing with Looney is they, they may have made a mistake with Looney. It's that simple. They didn't, they didn't pick up the option on next year's contract, which means he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. And if you just look at, at Damian Jones, he's now finishing up his second year, and he hasn't really contributed much. McCaw now, you look at him, he's taking a step back. Jordan Bell, I think he's fine, but he's taking a little step back. Uh, w- what I'm getting at here, Townie, is... Kevon Looney of, of some of these players, if you throw Quinn Cook in there, he's the one you want under contract for next year. Uh, but instead, he's going to be a free agent, and one team likes Kevon Looney, and he's gone. He's, he's not going to be a Warrior. Now, Kevon Looney walks. The Warriors aren't all of a sudden a lottery team, but, he, <laughs> but he's kind of the he, – he represents some – some affordable depth right now and and they may lose that and also they are maybe turning their backs on a player who's 22 years old and we know that he can do things like block shots defend and rebound and so you wonder if he might not have a long career after this year on a team other than the Warriors and the one thing that the team that they're looking out up at just continues to get it done the Rockets, they're the first teams in San Antonio in 2011-2012 to have three double-digit winning streaks in a single season. Only six teams all-time have done that. They're having a great year, and they think it's their year, Townie. They didn't even play Harden tonight or Clint Capella, and they were up 40 points at one point on the Chicago Bulls. So the Rockets feel like it's this year, it's their year, and the Warriors... I guarantee you their four All-Stars think everything's going to be fine. But it's only going to be fine if they come back healthy. And we understand Kevin Durant is probably going to play on Thursday. Ideally, Draymond Green plays on Thursday. It looks like Klay Thompson may be back sometime early next week. But I think first things first is, is you got to get those three guys back and start to get some kind of continuity because 
I don't think these games are doing anybody any good right now. Well, the rash of in, uh, injuries going on right now. We'll take your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. It's all over the bay. It's insane. You can look at the four All-Stars being out. By the way, the Warriors 0-2, not a shocker, without all four All-Stars. I mean, which team do you want to go to as more news came down even today? So, I mean, you look at it. started with Jarrell Cotton of the A's having Tommy John. Then Blackburn got sat down because of the sprained uh, elbow. Then top pitching prospect today, A.J. Puck, the number one pick out of Florida, is going to have Tommy John. You got Masson Bumgarner fractures his hand. Jeff Samarja has the pec shoulder problem. And then now we're hearing Mark Melanson, the closer, he's not right with the elbow, and who knows what's going to happen with him. You think of the rash of injuries that have happened in the Bay Area alone to the Warriors, Giants, and A's are absolutely unbelievable right now. And the Warriors actually are the best of all of them because – they're at least getting healthy, and Steph Curry's going to be back in three or four weeks. Bumgarner ain't coming back in three or four weeks. Samarge is not and coming back, and when you have Tommy John, it's it's a it can be a year plus. Yep. All right, the number is triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Time to hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nations. Let's go to Khaled, leaving Oracle, driving up I eighty. Gentlemen, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? So, you know, I'm lovingly calling these guys the scrub-a-dub-dubs, you know, because <laughs> we it's like watch the great timeout warriors. You guys remember those commercials, it's a great timeout? It's a great timeout. <laughs> <laughs> with the Donald Foyle doing the salsa dance with the maracas, you know, so... You know, I'm not taking much of this very seriously because here's the fact of the matter. I'm not going to say what club it is, but Draymond Green was out doing yoga with his lady, you know, uh, today. So he was looking just fine over at the gym. Uh, You have, you know, our man Kevin Durant looking great during the warm-ups out there taking shots. Clay's, you know, going to be coming back here pretty soon. And... I really like Quinn Cook, Steiny. I know, I know that uh, you, you're a little unsure of him, but I think when you take him and put him on the fo- on the floor with the other four All Stars, you know, or actually three of the four All Stars before Steph gets back with either Javale and or Zaza, he's going to be able to facilitate the ball a lot better, and scoring is going to come a lot easier because the focus and the attention will not be on him. The focus and the attention is going to be on the three other all-stars out there, which means those open looks that he's been knocking down, you know, are going to get knocked down probably just as frequently because he's going to be a little bit more wide open. It'll also get his assist numbers up a little bit better. And the other thing is is that you've got Kevon Looney, you know, playing some good ball. And I, uh, I totally get the fact that, you know, I wish they had picked up the, the last year of his contract, but they didn't. But this kid's out there playing for his next contract. And he's improved, dropped all that weight, and he's looking great out there. So then you add Steph coming out there and finishing off the starting five. Now you've got Cook with all that confidence being able to get out there with Sean Livingston 
and the rest of that unit, and it makes the second unit even that much better. So good health coming in, and hopefully they maintain it. I'm not really worried about the Rockets and what they're what they're coming in with. They're coming in trying with all the swagger and all the fight. But until they prove they can win in the playoffs, and you know the history of Harden, you know the history of uh, CP3, you know the history of a lot of these guys in the playoffs, until they've made it to the Western Conference Finals and taken out the champs, I'm not scared of them. Not scared at all? A little bit? Not at all. A little bit. Not a little. Not even a little bit. Not even okay. a tiny bit. Still, I've seen otherwise... They're the same choke artists that choke in the playoffs. You know, to me, double-digit wins, all the rest of that, they haven't won 73 games, so they're not surpassing that team. Until they've done something, they could be regular season champs as much as they want to. And we know what that's like with 73 wins a couple of years ago. Until you prove you can do it in the playoffs, once everything gets reset and it's 0-0, I know what the Warriors can do. I also know what the history is of those guys with the Rockets, you know, and I honestly think they're going to choke. I I thoroughly believe we're not going to even see the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I I just uh, and thanks a lot for the call, Colette. Appreciate it. Really do. I hear what you're saying about the Rockets, and I think it's a fair point. I just can't go into the. I don't go into the playoffs saying. Uh, they're not going to do it because they haven't done it before. I wouldn't count on that. I would, I would acknowledge they haven't done it before, but I'd also have to say they do look different this year. I think they do. And maybe one of the reasons that Chris Paul hasn't had great success in the postseason is because he hasn't played on really good teams. And maybe the reason James Harden hasn't had more success in the playoffs is because he hasn't had uh, the, the he hasn't had as good a teammates as other players. And so now Chris Paul and James Harden are playing together. It's the first time they've ever played together. It's their first year together. I, I, I'm not going to say that it's the same old Rockets. It's it's because of those two that I think there's a chance they're they're different than the Rockets have passed. And I just I'm just not going to count on the Rockets being the same old Rockets. And and I don't think the Warriors should either because I think if the Warriors think that the Rockets are the same old Rockets, then they become a little more vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we, um, we live in a world where this team has obviously been so dominant and there is a belief that they still are bulletproof. And that, you know, like there's a lot of fans who believe exactly what Caleb believes. We had Quinn Buckner on, two-time NBA champion, national champion of college basketball with the Indiana Hoosiers. We had him on Warriors warm-up. And he said something that a lot of people aren't thinking about around here. He goes, you know, it's not going to be that easy just getting everybody back and saying, let's go. You know, there, it does take a little time to get your feet under you, to get your basketball legs, to get vibing again yeah. to where – a lot of people, especially when you hear, whether it's callers, whether you're people on our own station, think that the Warriors just roll the ball out and they win, no matter what the circumstances are. Healthy, not healthy, that they'll just win no matter what. And they might. 
Yeah, they might. I yeah. mean, I mean, they might, but I just don't think I don't think you can count on that. Uh, if you look at it, they're going to get three of the All Stars back, but when they get those three All Stars back, they're not going to have Steph Curry. So, in other words, they're not coming back to a team that will be fully functional. So, I think. That'll be a temporary situation. They're going to play together without Steph Curry for, let's say, 10, 12 games. Let's say the last five or six of the regular season and the first five or six of the playoffs. You know, then Steph Curry, in a perfect world, comes back for the second round of the postseason. How's he going to be? I mean, is it realistic to think Steph Curry is going to be Steph Curry after he's played 25 minutes in the previous seven weeks, which is what it's going to be, Townie, uh, because he missed a couple of weeks, then he played, then he got hurt right away, and now he's going to miss at least uh, three weeks to a month. So basically one game in a month and a half. Ex- month and three quarters, almost yeah. two months. So what kind of shape's he going to be in? It's a leg injury, so he's not going to really be able to stay in great shape. I don't worry so much about his shooting, but I worry about his conditioning, and I worry about rust. So, look, these injuries, they're not a blessing in disguise anymore. They're not something that's going to help the Warriors in the long run. I believe it's so late in the season that having these guys hurt now is a detriment. You have, They have to now come back figure it out not that they have to figure it out but they, they got to play a few games together before the end of the regular season and then they're gonna have to win a first round series without Steph Curry and that's not going to be easy especially if they get the wrong opponent and I would say Oklahoma City would be a wrong opponent and I would say you know obviously San Antonio with Kawhi isn't a great opponent and Minnesota with Butler isn't a good opponent Utah would be would be very tricky I think too so Let's see how it all shakes out, but I don't anticipate the first round being a cakewalk, no matter who they play, as long as Kevin, as long as Steph Curry's not playing. The good thing about the postseason is the amount of days off you get during the postseason. It's not a grind where you're playing a bunch, you know, play back to backs, and you know, I mean, you you have time in between games, so that is something that's good for the Warriors, but. You know, that, that is so, you know, we're going to see. We're going to see if, if you can manage these type of landmines. You you clearly are the most talented team. Mm-hmm. But you clearly are the most talented team and the most injured out of anybody else. Yeah. There's nobody in the NBA. I know Kevin Love went down. He got, he got an elbow to his tooth and got in a concussion protocol. But, you think, but you know, the majority of the really good teams, you know, Butler's been out. There's guys have been out. But for the most part, no one has. No one's dealing with what you're dealing with. Not even close. Not Would you right, agree to that? Not right now, no. But there's also a chance that come playoff time, the Warriors will be virtually healthy with the exception of Steph Curry. I mean, the thing that would worry me more than anything right now if I were a Warrior fan is seeing Jordan Bell sprain his ankle tonight and have to go back in and get retaped. Or, I mean, the, you, and I said this before, now's when you, you, you can't have a setback. Or now is not when 
God forbid an Iguodala gets hurt now and he's going to be out a couple weeks or a few weeks. That's the kind of injury that could be a killer right now because they're just not healthy enough and they need to start getting healthier because if they don't start getting healthier, they're not going to be able to go far in the playoffs. They're just not. I realize that they're missing four All-Stars, but that team out there tonight was not very good. And so we'll see. I mean, I'm anticipating those three guys will be back for the first round, but I don't think Curry's going to play in the first round, and I'm not I'm not sure when he's coming back. If he comes back in the second round and he's, well, okay, when he's would feeling you, pretty good, then if, that's one thing. If he – you know, Joe Lacob said on our station the other day, he's not going to be 100% at any point. Okay? Right. That's that. That's just reality. What round – is there any round other than the Western Conference Finals where you go, without him, you might – you're in trouble? I think you could be in trouble in the first round. Really? If you, yeah. If you, if you play Oklahoma City without Steph Curry – I mean, Oklahoma City's come in. Oklahoma City's beaten the Warriors two out of three this year, including a game here. I mean, that's a tough place to win down in Oklahoma City. I, I'll put it to you this way: if the Warriors play the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round without Steph Curry, and this will be a good thing to ask Dickinson. I think it's a. I think it's a coin flip. I think it's fifty-fifty. I really do. Warriors will be the favorites. I. I guess. They'll be the favorites. I, I guess, but they're only the favorites because they'd have home court. I don't think they'd be the favorite. I, I mean, yeah, okay, they'll be the favorite, but I still think it's a coin toss. But the odds of them playing them are probably pretty slim. No, they're they're no slimmer than anything else. 44 versus 42, so they got a two-game yeah. lead on the teams. With nine games left. But, if, a, but if they're riding a high. They're not riding someone's gonna have to. Have, someone's going to have to. All they got to do is go on a three-game losing streak, and they're in number seven, depending on what everybody else does. But even the Utah Jazz, you think the Warriors can handle the Utah Jazz without Steph Curry? Yeah. Well, maybe they can, but you know what? Maybe they can't. Utah's a buttoned-up team right now. They play very good defense. They got a they got a star in the making in Donovan Mitchell. I'm just saying, I without Steph Curry, they're beatable. That's just what I think. Now, I, I'm not saying they're going to get beat, but they're not a lock if without Steph Curry in the first round, I don't think. What do, you, what do you think will be the first thing that will be said for the people who go, I'm not worried at all. I'm not, of course they're going to, and if they don't win it, what do you think the first thing they'll say is? Well, they'll say injuries. Yeah. But you know what? And, and they might be right. But that's not going to matter to Joe Lacob. I guarantee it will not matter to Joe Lacob. And here, here's the other thing: you got what happens if you win the first round? Curry comes back for the second round. He's not quite himself, and we all know that. And they don't get out of the second round, or they beat by uh, the Rockets. I, I don't think Joe Lacob's going to bring back the same team. I just don't. That's not the way he operates. And then it's like, okay, so you're going to bring back the same team? When you know everybody's a year older, you know, Durant has never been an Iron Man over the course of his career. Curry's starting his big contract, but he'll be coming off injury. Iguodala, 
Are we really going to go through another season where he doesn't contribute for four or five months? I don't know. We'll see. It's time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Dribble handoff for Cook. Cook somehow slaps at the ball to maintain the dribble. Gets a screen. Now again in traffic. Weaves out of that to the right and shoots a jumper. It's up and good. Wow. Warriors with their largest lead of the game, 44-29. Have the confidence to dribble through three defenders and then hit a fadeaway jumper to the right. Up 48-39 of the half, but then... Second half outscored 53-33, to the worst half scoring-wise in the Steve Kerr era. Warriors lose 92-81. to John Dickinson will join us from the locker room right here on 95.7 The Game. The radio home of the NBA champion Golden State Warriors. KGMC FM and HD1 San Francisco. 95.7 The Game. Collison with it. Right side to the lane. Blocked away by Looney. Iguodala saves the ball over to Cook. The Warriors having a block party tonight. Coach really just told me to go out there and play, uh, be aggressive, uh, um, look for my, my 15 foot a little bit more, and uh, you know I'm going to play defense, and uh, that's something that we all, uh, as a team, we all focus on, and as a, we have sort of the same responsibility as a four and a five of switching out. I'm probably switch out more as a four, so uh, it's actually helping me get ready for the, when I go to the five, I'm switching out, playing against smaller guys, when them guys go uh, small ball versus us, so it's been a lot of fun getting out there and holding guards and, uh, and really just running around and playing good defense. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. And Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. All right, John, we've been talking about this one, 92-81 loss to the Indiana Pacers. What did we learn after the game in the locker room? Well, Kevin Durant's supposed to be back on Thursday night. I think first and foremost, that's got to be something that, that, that'll make every Warrior fan smile a little bit. Uh, but you know, Jordan Bell's doing okay. A little bit of an ankle tweak, got retaped. He said he's fine, could have finished out the game, but the Warriors, as they always are, they were cautious with, with Jordan Bell. So uh, no major setback or anything with the ankle. I know he's had a couple of issues with the ankle throughout the course uh, of this season, but really it was Steve Kerr liked the effort in the first half, and Indiana turned it up in the second half, and it was a tale of a, a good team and a playoff team in the Eastern Conference going up against a team in the Warriors that's just undermanned and couldn't score. And, and Steiny, I mean, i got to ask you, I mean, I, I think I in the first quarter tonight I, I sent you one of those texts where I said, Boy, this feels like a 2003 Warriors game. An undermanned, squad, plucky squad jumps out to the lead, but they'll probably end up losing by 10. <laughs> well, Townie said to me midway through the first quarter, he said, boy, Indiana, they look terrible. They can't make any shots, this and that. And I just said, yeah, Indiana's going to win the game. <laughs> just because but they were. Indiana was terrible. They were I mean, terrible. They were, awful. They were. And, but but they again, were. this goes back to something. But they have that, something to play for. We talk about all the time, Steiny. It's 
there's a lot of games in the NBA that look like this. There's a lot of games on a nightly basis where a playoff team like Indiana will come and play a team that's undermanned or doesn't have a lot of talent on the floor on that night and look terrible for half the game or longer before figuring it out. It's just kind of the way the league is. But, no, I – I kind of half jokingly. You know, how many how many times in your career do you think you've seen that game tonight? Where a it's lot, a lot, <laughs> triple figures. Triple. I was gonna say a couple hundred, tri- right? Yeah, at least a hundred. Triple figures for sure. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I don't know what you can really learn from a game like this, or what what you take from it. But if you're asking me to take something from it, if you're making me try to find something, then I would say I'd I'd be worried that some of these guys can't play in the playoffs. I I just would. I'd be worried that Quinn Cook can play in the playoffs. Uh, I'm worried whether Nick Young can actually be a positive in the playoffs. Patrick McCaw? What has happened to Patrick McCaw? I mean, I'm not saying he he was stupendous last year, but he was functional. He doesn't look like Dare I say it? Does he look like an NBA player right now? He doesn't. I, I don't notice him out on the floor. He he looks unsure of himself. I don't know what his strengths are at the offensive end. Now again, you, I'm I'm looking for something right now because I don't know that there is a lot. But that's something that I thought of. Well, I use the three players you mentioned: in, in Pat McCaw, Nick Young, and Quinn Cook. I, I think if the Warriors are fully healthy, minus Curry, because we know Curry's going to be out at least he's supposed to be out for the first round. Those three players, when you start to ask the question, can they play in the playoffs, I think you have to look at it under the context of how would Steve Kerr even use those players in the playoffs. And the reality is, you know, the the three All-Stars that are remaining are going to play. You know that Livingston and Iguodala and David West are going to play. You know Pachulia and JaVale McGee are probably going to play in addition to that. But other than that, there isn't a whole lot of minutes for a Pat McCaw and a Quinn Cook unless you're going to use them to fill Curry's minutes. And how do you do it? Well, you're going to have to fill them – at least for the first four games. and that, well, and at least, what, I mean, for the first series, you're going to need him. And what I'm saying is you could get away with playing Nick Young as little as four to eight minutes in a – Nick well, what, Young, how, Who's going to play Curry's 36 well, in you the first could, round? Look, I, I'm not saying Quinn Cook isn't going to play at all if he winds up on the playoff roster, but I do think you're going to have to see more of Livingston – and I do, you know, you're going to have to see him get extended out, maybe, maybe to a limit where you're uncomfortable yeah. him getting to. But you have to ride that out in the first round, and maybe you have to deal with it, the ramifications of it in the later rounds. But as far as, you know, you asked me this in the in the pregame show: Would Quinn Cook start, or how would Quinn Cook play if he's on the play on the playoff round? I don't think we know the answer to that question. I think what we know is Quinn Cook. If he does have to play, it's not going to necessarily be have a ton of minutes. I mean, we're talking about 8 to 10 minutes maybe if you have McCaw play 8 to 10 minutes and you have Livingston extend out into the 24 or the 28 range. I mean, I think that's probably the absolute max. But I think there's not a ton of minutes that have to be filled other than the minutes that are left open by the Curry injury for those three players. Well, the other thing is Steve Kerr loves to keep his rotations intact whether it's a regular season or the postseason. And so he's going to give Nick Young those second-quarter minutes. And he's going to 
Yeah, I he'll mean, probably get three minutes late in the first quarter, maybe. Well, he gets more than three minutes. But what I'm saying is if he stinks, he's not going to get more than three or four minutes. Okay, then you, I mean, I'm just saying – then you're gonna ta- then you're gonna play a lot of minutes. Then the starters are gonna play a lot of minutes. And Iguodala is gonna play a lot of minutes. You know, are you gonna bump David West's minutes up? You might have to. Well, you're gonna pay the price. The first You'll round, pay the price for that. The first round has become survival, as far as I'm no, concerned. No, you're right about that. The first round is you're survival right because that. you know if you get through it, you're probably going to get everybody back and then you're going to have to regroup on the fly and, and continue See, to I'm, build I'm forward. Not, I'm but, not there. I'm not there. With I disagree with you that that let's say the Warriors get down 2-1 in the first uh, first round, the pressure is going to Hey, if if you're the if if you're the San Antonio Spurs and you got your boy coming in for four or five more years at 35, 40 million, you really going to put him out there? You going to put him out there just to See if you can – listen, they still got three all-stars. If they have to bring Steph Curry back in the first round and he's pushed him into bringing him back, I don't think that's good at all. Well, if you win the series and he doesn't re-injure himself, then <laughs> it, it may be what has to happen. And look, I look – I think the Warriors fully intend right now on not having Stephen Curry play in the first round of the playoffs. That's what they've said. You know, Joe Lacob said it. Steve Kerr said it. Everybody's saying that right, right now. But there's a lot of different scenarios that can happen between now and when that series takes place, and in that series that could change people's minds. Well, what you I would could s- play Oklahoma City and be down two one on the road, right. and Stephen Curry's four and a half weeks from the injury at that right. point and close to two weeks from the reevaluation point, and he's saying, I want to play and go down with this team if we're going to go down 3-1 in OKC. I, I just I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's just not going to play. And you're right. I think the Warriors say they want to be like the Spurs, but saying you want to do that and you're cool with taking an L, that's from a team that's won five championships. If you, can't, if you, you know what? If you can't win a first-round series <laughs> – Without Steph Curry, but you got three All Stars, huh? then there's a bit. Then there's then there's a bigger problem than Steph Curry. I'm just saying I wouldn't call it a lock that he's not going to play in the first round if they wind up in trouble. Now, if that well, series, if he plays in the first round, something went wrong. That's what I. Well, would I think say. that's fair. I think that's a, definitely a fair thing to say. But if the if the Warriors keep what I always say is if they keep the series on schedule, they got the first two games at Oracle Arena. We know that's going to happen. We don't know the opponent. If it's two zero, it's like you always say. Well, he ain't playing three or four because the worst that series could be at that point after four is tied at two. If it's tied at two, then you got a question. Then, then right there, you got a question. If you're down 2-1, it, it's kind of like in baseball. You're down 2-1. Does your number one starter come back on short rest? Oh, we're talking three-day rest? You know, does your guy come back? <laughs> because you have to win that game. Hey, by the way, the record on guys going on three-day rest. Not good. Not very good. 888-957-9570. We'll continue talking about this one and the future of the Golden State Warriors as we head towards the playoffs after this 92-81 loss right here on the home of the Warriors, 95-7 the game. Top, Nick Young, free ball off a good. Young, 
top of the key three to open the night. The Nick Young changes direction with the dribble, shoots over Bogdanovich again and knocks down another three. Nick Young is one of those guys from the three-point line who's much better when all the parts are moving as opposed to standstill catch and shoot. Man, I'm tired of these 40 minutes. Now I need these players back. It's kind of starting to hurt my whole body. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Somebody tell Nick Young <laughs> he only played 31 minutes. And secondly... <laughs> He's the only guy in the league now complaining he's playing too much. <laughs> Come on. What a piece what you, of work he is. You trying man. to say Steiny is he is he he's having to work a little too hard for his 5.2 million, 5.3 million. He's got that, that old body, Steiny. Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. It's supposed to be all about spraying champagne and IG videos and I'll tell you what. Nick, why don't you just win in a ring? Why don't you go chill for two months, and when we beat Boston in the finals, you can come celebrate with us because what you're giving us now ain't helping much. You know what I mean? That's what I would say. See, now you're getting me upset about Nick Young again. <laughs> why did you come back with that rejoiner? Let's four talk about for somebody 11, else. Nick Young. I've four actually, for I've actually, Nick Young's the. The least of the Warriors' problems. He's harmless. Right He's harmless. He means well, I think. I One mean, of eight finish for Nick Young tonight. And he after his, a hot start. His start, he looked like he was going to have a big game. Yeah, ten in the first quarter, two for the rest of the game. Hmm. So rough, rough, rough night, and a team worst. Minus 14. He's just he's one of those guys, you know, Steiny, you, you mentioned this from time to time. You know, there's certain players that when when that player's on the floor, other teams just go right at him and attack him. There might not be another player in the league that other teams attack more than Nick Young when Nick Young's defending yeah. somebody. The only other guy I can think of is Steph Curry. <laughs> Because you have to with Curry, because he's just so. Because he's going to score so much as yeah, his own. No, I don't. Yeah. It's not necessarily because Curry's a bad defender. It's because he's such a great offensive player. Now, I mean, the, the here's the other, the Warriors because they've got four All Stars and Iguodala is a is a player who's accomplished a ton in this league. David West and Livingston are very respected players who have earned their stripes. You're darn right you're going to go. I mean, everybody else has – the other team considers everybody else a weak link. They have to because they can't – you know, Curry's not a weak link. Clay's not a weak link. Draymond's not. Durant's not. West isn't. Iguodala isn't. Livingston isn't. So you know what? Pachulia damn well is. JaVale McGee clearly is. Nick Young is. And all the young players are. It's, it's, it's the mindset you have to have against the Warriors. That you've got to take advantage of their role players. Because their stars are legitimate stars who you're not going to be able to outplay most of the game. You, you might be able to outplay their all-stars for a stretch here and there, but over the course of the game, you're not going to beat them. So you better take advantage of the, of the non-four all-stars. And what are we going to see on Thursday? Kevin who Durant. Play? Who do they play? Milwaukee. Oh. Kevin Durant coming back to face the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. The 
overly hyped Milwaukee Bucks. They're not nearly as good as people act like they are. No, they're not. But they're going to be a playoff team in the East, and they're they're below Indiana in the standings. But the big story is Durant's coming back, and Draymond Green might be as well. Draymond Green dealing with the flu-like symptoms and some kind of throat issue, infection, something like that. Our sources said he was at a yoga class today. Trying to sweat it out. Got to get your chi right. Trying to sweat it out. I believe that. Yeah. And, and Steve Kerr said he came into the facility, too, and, and tried to work up a sweat to get himself back to a point where he's feeling a little bit better. I mean, when, you, when you're sick and you got to run up and down, I mean, that's the only way through is just to, just to do it, honestly. I mean, at some point you just have to say, all right, I'm going to go play. And you might feel terrible that first night, but you'll feel a lot better after that first game. Uh, so Draymond could be back Thursday. If he's not back Thursday, I would say he's definitely going to be back in, in Sacramento on Saturday. And then Clay Thompson could be a couple of games beyond that. But the good news is at least one of the big four is coming back on Thursday night for sure. It's KD. I mean, as sad as this is, I mean, the thing I'm watching for are injuries. I mean, I'm looking at Jordan Bell. And he walks over to the timeout slowly, and he's grabbing his calf, and I'm thinking, is he going to be hurt? So he goes back. He gets retaped. He's lucky. He comes back. He's ready to play. But, I mean, people think it's, you know, you're trying to be trite. They need to get through these last eight games without one more setback. They can't have one more setback. They can't have Durant come back Thursday, get hit in the ribs again, and they're saying, you know what, he's out two or three weeks. No, no, no. I mean, the, the next injury's a bona fide game changer. So they've got to they've got to stay healthy these last two weeks. What's up with Clay? So he's healthy. shooting right-handed now. Yeah, he was shooting right-handed today, and he was shooting a little bit actually right-handed the other day. I, I think Bob Myers got a little over his skis last week when he said that, that Clay could maybe have come back this past Sunday. That that seemed like that seemed like way too soon to me. Now, obviously, Bob would have a better idea than I would, clearly, but it, it seems like if you're going to be taking extra time with everybody, there's no way you would have had Clay Thompson back last Sunday, and I think that's the approach that, that they've taken now throughout this week, uh, where you're not – you didn't see him Sunday, you're not going to see him Thursday, you didn't see him tonight. So, I mean, at that point, he, he's a couple of games away, whether that means Sunday here or they go to Oklahoma City for that game a week from Tuesday – uh, so, I mean, he's getting closer, but that's the one that I would just let he like, just let that thing heal as much. There, there's a ton of benefit in just adding time when you're talking about coming back from a, a bone break. Yeah, Coach just, Keating brought it up going, you know, last thing you want is someone swiping at the ball or he does something. Just strengthen and, that bad boy. Yeah, no doubt. As much as you can. 24 different starting lineups this season. Here's Coach Kerr after the game. Up until a few weeks ago, it felt more natural, like we were just trying to give guys a rest. And, you know, every once in a while we made a change, like we went to Javel instead of Zaza after the All-Star break. But um, it didn't feel abnormal until the last couple weeks. So now it's just, you know, we're just trying to mix and match and find some combinations. And and I like the way we're fighting and competing. Um, but we obviously need... Uh, 
need some scoring punch. And Coach Kerr is brought to you by... He is brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple, online at walnutcreekjeep.com. Yeah, last year it was 14 different starting lineups. This year, 24. Yeah, and it was eight before that, and it just it, it's amazing the way uh, things have, have kind of played out for this Warriors team. I mean, it, it, usually when they're given – People, you know, they're changing the starting lineup. It's on their terms, and I think Coach Kerr, you know, alluded to that in the in the soundbite. None of what's happened this last month has been on the Warriors' terms. It hasn't been about rest. It hasn't been about you know making sure that everybody's fresh. It's been you've lost guys with some legitimate injuries, and it's created some legitimate question marks as far as how the regular season's going to finish up and and. What ultimately happens to this team in the playoffs? I mean, as crazy as it sounds, depending upon their draw, and I know you guys have talked about it, the surviving the first round, that's a legitimate question without Stephen Curry. It, it really is. And, and you're right, Matt. I mean, when you say, hey, one more injury is big-time trouble, that's 100% correct to any of the other three, and maybe even an Iguodala or Livingston on top of that. Yeah, let me. Let me uh, so, th- if the Warriors play the Thunder without Steph, let's just assume Curry's out for the first round of any series. If they play the Thunder, to me that becomes almost a fifty-fifty. I think what, that's a six-seven game series yeah. lock. So, I think and, that's a seven-game series. And I think Utah is the same. I think Utah could be a big problem. Okay, so Curry. if it goes six or seven games, that's going to hurt down the line. Yeah, n- n- knowing how how spread out the NBA playoffs are, when would Game Six and Seven be? That would be weeks from now, well, right? It would. And it the thing with the NBA playoffs is the time off in the series is at the beginning of the series. Right. So once you get rolling into game, really game four, and then game five, it's every other day. But what, what are we talking about? We're talking about late April, well, right? Well, yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at it right now, and I've got it here. Four, 15, three, four. You start talking about game sixes and game sevens, you're talking about April 26th, April 27th for game sixes. April 28th, April 29th would be game sevens. Those two days, they're split. April 29th. I would, mean, that's, would be a Jesus. game. That's the latest possible game seven. Yeah. But either the 28th or the 29th. And that's essentially one month from now. Yeah. One month from now. You think Curry's going to be out on that court? One month from now for a game seven. That's four plus weeks. That's and a long time. A, that's See, four, I don't think it's that that's doesn't four seem plus like, weeks, and he's already almost been out a week. That doesn't seem like a long time to me at all. Yeah. I just it, it's it, it does though it's it's over a month it's well over a month. I just use what what you've said, Matt, as, as kind of the guide because I agree with you. It's reevaluated in three weeks minimum. So that's when if you look at the knee, it at that point when the playoffs start, you go, wow, the knee looks great. You've said seven to ten days beyond that, and I agree with you, minimum, and, and it's more than. But once you get seven to ten days beyond the reevaluation point. That's where you start getting into you're right there on the early end of a game four or a game five in a first-round series. So that's why I keep going back to if you're in trouble in a series and he's wanting to play, that's, that's, the, that's the pivot point for me is that four or five range of a first-round series in an emergency. One of the good things tonight when you're sitting here, 
My kids were out late with the wife, and then bang, I know exactly when they get home. Why? Because of our good friends at Arlo. You go to Arlo.com or Steiny to see these great security cameras that we talk to you about after every single broadcast. You can go to Best Buy right now and check out these 1080p HD cameras that are absolutely fantastic. Night vision, doesn't get any better. 100% wire-free, two-way audio, so you can talk to people from your camera. So if like someone came to my door tonight while I was here with you, I could have talked to them here at the arena. Seven days of, of iCloud storage is also a part of this, which is, which is nice. The camera's easy to set up, easy to install, whether you're going to put them up with those little screws, which takes what? You even did that, Townie. What, three to five minutes you got it done in. Got the drill out, and it was ready to rock. Exactly. Or you don't even have to use a drill. You can just move it around your house or the outside of your house. Uh, it's been a great product for my family and myself, Townie. Go to Arlo.com or check out a Best Buy. Coming up next, we're talking, unfortunately, more injuries on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.